I don't know. That's kind of racist. Welcome to the downside. No, you I need to stop and stop and restart this. You were just shit talking a former guest. Do you want to? Wait, wanna, no, stop. Wanna, no, I'm not going to cut. I'm not going <laughs> to include that part. I wasn't going to include that part. Okay. Uh, uh, welcome to the downside. I'm here with, with okay, Russell Daniels. Okay. Add more work for yourself. Um, uh, our guest Moses Storm is here. Going to be here very soon. Uh, and I'm going to let him in, and Russell's going to do no, the I'm Russell gonna show. Him in. I'm going to let him in. Uh, well, you you started telling one of those stories that I was like, oh, fuck. We should have started recording. What? Your Uber story. Oh, yeah. So, um, Russell, they had Uncle Function had a show. I was in St. Louis. Yep. And, and uh, uh, so John Marco called, and I was on my way home, and I was in an Uber, and I, you know, we had a good conversation. I was filling him in on the show. It was a, it was a great and, conversation. Um, and it was really great. And then uh, all the, I, I get off the phone, <laughs> and as soon as I get off the phone, I hear honks happening all around me, uh-huh. like multiple honks from different cars. And I look out the window, and I notice that my Uber is veering wildly. Like drifting across lanes. And so then I'm like, sir, sir, sir. And the guy's like, uh. And so he has fallen asleep. And uh, I was like, you know, it was very scary. And I'm like, probably like at this point, I'm two and a half, three miles from my house. And how, like, like show, is he, is he going like, like a little, like slow? How's, it was how's slow. It? He was driving very slow. Everyone else is going very fast. I know. I, and my thought is like, I don't know how long this was happening <laughs> while I was just blabbering away on the phone to you. You're talking, I'm just yeah, picturing- the show went fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like this guy was driving like 30 miles per hour. I was a little drunk, not noticing, talking to you in a good space. Everyone's, he's drifting wildly across the road. And I had no idea until, so, so we're a couple, um, exits from the, my apartment. And, um, so I, I wake him up and he's like, he like pretends like he wasn't sleeping, but you know, he was so clearly sleeping. No one, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or he's just like the worst driver and he only drives with his eyes barely open. <laughs> and so, uh, so then probably 10, 20 seconds go by, start drifting again. And I was like, "Sir, sir, you've got to wake up." And were you and with this tone? Is it you re- recreating sir. it fully? No, no. Okay, so here I'm going to try really do it. Ready? Uh-huh. Here's what I probably did. The first time I was like, "Sir, sir, <laughs> you are dying." Wait, listen, You're that, was, die. that was the first time. Okay. Second time, this is probably if I'm being truthful. This is what I did probably the second time. Sir, <laughs> like that. And so, so, so then, so then I'm like, okay, we're like, we're like. Two miles, mile and a half from from my house, but he is so sleepy, and it's the highway though. So I'm like, what am I gonna? I'm gonna like have him pull over on the side of the highway and let me out. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what are my options? I don't sure, know. Sure, it's tricky. And so I'm like, I'm so I'm like in my head, I was like, I just got to get him to get me to my exit, and then if it's really bad, I'll get I'll walk from the exit. It's like, or you know, like basically when I'm at the exit, it's a ten minute walk. It's not bad. So, uh, but he just kept falling asleep. Over and over and again. So you just and going, I was like, I just had to keep being like, sir, you have to wake up. You have to wake up. Is he saying up. anything bad? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's like, keeps driving. And then, but once we got off the exit, it was better. But like, we're at like multiple stop signs and like, you know, there's lights and bright things are happening there. But on the highway, he was like, but it was just so scary. And I was like, I, in my mind, I was like, I don't know how that person gets home alive. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure he took some more passengers after you. And I probably should do something. I probably should have reported it to Uber or something. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think so. 
I uh, I would have been. First of all, do you think it was because he was listening to our conversation? <laughs> and he was like, "Oh my god, how did the sketch show go?" Oh, <laughs> passing oh. out. I would have been. I mean, I I, t- I get where you were trapped in the highway. Yeah. I get staying in the car. Funnily enough, but I think I would have been like, "Hey, hey, hey." You gotta wake up! Like it yeah. would be so. Uh, I mean, I, I I just kept saying the same same thing, sir, sir. You have to wake up. You can't do that. You have to wake up. You have to be like, and um. Now be honest. Be honest. Answer this honestly. Did you tip? No. Okay. Did not. But that's your general policy. <laughs> no, no, no. I I used to actually not like when when it was like newer. I I but now I, I generally I'd say all the time tip unless what do you it's tip? really bad. What percentage? Uh, twenty. 20 yeah yeah i i push myself to do 20 i still i still don't understand i i remember when i was a kid i mean people can judge me for this who gives a fuck but i remember yeah. when i was a kid my dad used to tell me 10 percent yeah for cabs but yeah. again this is all chaos like cabs cabs definitely feel like what is this rule and right. uber it was new it was just one of those things where you get frustrated where the company's like hey uh we're not gonna pay our workers more you're gonna pay our yes. workers more yeah, yeah, yeah. so fine but I will never forget. I may have. I was going home with with a, with a lady, and I uh, we took a cab, uh-huh. and I went to tip ten percent, and she oh punched in twenty percent. God, of course. And I felt uh, very bad. So yeah, now, whenever I'm with a woman, I yes, you do forty percent. I do forty. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Big Daddy Serezi doesn't got to worry about cash. <laughs> um, the uh, no, I was scary, and it was uh, I. You know, you just you also you're like, it's just a frustrating thing. Where you're like, I was drunk, and I was like, I know what's going on. Your face. Uh, keep keep talking. Okay. Uh, you know, you're like, and you're like, I could literally be driving this car better drunk than he's driving right now. Like, which is very frustrating. Like, the whole point of you, you should have traded. Yeah, right. Is to make sure that I get home safe. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the Russell okay. minute. No, Russell. No, 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 no. I have to help Moses. I want you to listen. You entertain. You're very funny. Tell a story to the people. You have a lot of fans out there. Okay. Um, I'm going to read my text messages, uh, and I'm going to read them out loud to you out of context. Okay. Let's see. Um, okay. I have a text from Nicole about groceries. That's kind of boring. And then, um, that's the only text I have. So, uh, Oh, I know what I was going to say to you guys. Um, if you are listening to The Downside and um, uh, two things. A of all, I don't plug my Instagram enough. And I'm going to plug it right now. At Russell J. Daniels. Go ahead and follow me on there. Um, and then second of all, uh, we'd like more of your thoughts on segments, thoughts on guests, thoughts on this has got to stops. So if you have any of those um kind of ideas that you've been wanting to share, please send them in to the downside so we can um, we can use some of them. Because sometimes uh, it's just nice to connect and we want to hear from you and uh, think of new segments. Oh my God, Marco, what's going on? Uh, I feel oh, we hit all of the rush hour rain traffic. I am just... Wait, are you joking? He said, wow, sorry, I am diva late. I feel bad, hit all of rush hour traffic. And then he said, actually, that's a lie. I've been waiting downstairs the whole time. I'm just big timing you. And I was like, now I don't know which is the joke. I ran down. I'm very out of breath. So he's not there or he is there. 
have to, wait, I have to do this. Well, I text him back. Uh, wait, are you are you there? Uh, I ran down. I I think that that second text was a joke. A this joke. New system. All good. Of starting without the guests. We started. Uh, but just a buzz when here. Okay. Sorry, everyone. So Sorry, everyone. What, a, what, what did a, you do? Lots of fun boring, stuff. I, this I, is the fun part. When I get to listen back to the recording, I say, I see. How, how did Russell do this I read this my part? text messages, which were none. Um, I'm going to make this the clip. Just the you part. Okay. No, it's very easy. One single camera no. angle. I asked, for their, I asked for their thoughts on, on segments. and. Oh, you asked a question. <laughs> no, I asked them to do homework. I said, please send in thoughts on segments. This has got to stop. I want to hear from them. I want to connect them. Oh, and also I plugged my Instagram because I don't do it enough. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know what? I will start plugging my Instagram more. Good. If you'd like to see what I post on my story a second time, follow <laughs> Russell Banks. <laughs> I... Uh, we our, our last our episode was Zarna Gar. It won't be our last one yeah. when this comes out, but is uh, is doing very well. Our second most listened episode. Oh wow! Um, and and I think it'll break fans. It. She's got some fans because they started following me. Like I have never had. How do you know they were her fans? I assumed uh, I got a lot of new Indian followers, so I assumed <laughs> maybe that's making an ass out of me. Um, <laughs> but I I that's what my thought was. So uh, uh, I'll tell um, um, uh, my stories. Uh, that I have. Oh, brother! Here comes airline. <laughs> so first, <laughs> airline humor. <laughs> I had good flights. I had good flights. We're gonna try to get a, a a flight attendant from from Delta. We're just trying to establish if we can get someone who can like really yeah that, shoot the shit if they have an NDA or something. Um, but so I I was in Boston. I did a show and uh, it was like this. It's like an artistic space. So they do like poetry readings and play readings. And like in the beginning, they had a meditation and then everyone had a marble and they put it in a jar. Fun stuff. And then I was the last one to put it in the jar and then start. And well, it what ended was it up, for? What did it symbolize? Uh, it, you know, contributing your thought to the jar. Then they said well, they were going to. must gonna, have said something before. They didn't just say put this marble in I was just in a looking jar. at my, okay, my Nazi jokes attention. I was about to tell. Okay. Uh, and. And uh, it ended up being very, it ended up being very good. But there was this like ten year old kid there, and I was like, I was going hard in the paint. I was not worried about this ten year old at all. I wasn't changing it for him. Yeah. And he ended up being like, I think he's really was really smart for a ten year old. I don't, I don't talk to a lot of ten year olds. Uh, but he, we just started chatting because they had a talk back. They had a talk mm-hmm. back for an hour after the show, and thank God they were just for like, an hour. Thank God they were just talking about like. When was an experience in your life funny? Like, it wasn't, like, about my act. Okay, thank God. Thank God, yeah. But this, so I ended up just chatting up with this kid. His parents were divorced. Uh, his mom was there with her new boyfriend. And he was, like, I felt like he was smart because he, he asked me, he said, so he, he said, like, how much of your act is true? Like, he started grilling me. Yeah. And then he said, uh, is your dad really dating a 33-year-old? And I was, like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And he said, is that illegal? <laughs> and there I am. I'm, like, well... When you're 18, I start to, I'm like, well, do I want to explain to this kid the laws of dating in this country? I I like tried to explain like a kid version of like, when you're 18, anything goes and that's America. Yeah. And then, but in this country, it's a little bit different. What's the situation where you're just talking to a 10 year old for how long were you talking? Like what? I just think he didn't want to be, he didn't want to hang out with his mom. They they were doing the talk back thing. Oh, okay. so you didn't have to participate in the talk pack at all. No, no, I was just hanging. I was just chilling. Uh-huh. And I mean, he was just, it was very cute. Like we ended up like, if I think what was weird about it is I felt like 
it was a actual conversation. Yeah. And we were like joking and he was talking about like bad words and he's like, I get in trouble at school if I say those. And I'm like, you know, in some context, it's okay. What and, words? Uh, uh, I can't. I can't. I'd get canceled. Wait. No. Still, like, oh my I God. mean, but he heard me say cunt. He heard me say fuck. Yeah, he heard yeah, yeah. me say bitch. And yeah. uh, I just remember, I remember seeing Ralphie May when I was like 13 or 15. Oh, yeah. My mom stuck me into Caroline's. Yeah. And like, I just remember Ralphie May had a bit about like different fingering techniques. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it was like getting coin out of the the the, the payphone. Okay. And then like, which is the only technique I know, frankly. Yeah. It's just just this until I can't yeah. move anymore. But then he did you know like fraud. Like he did all sorts. Of, and I remember being at that age where I was just like, this is the funniest You're thing I've ever seen up. in my entire life. Ooh, um, I'm getting a scam call. Oh my god! I, I you know I was going through the footage for this last. Uh, 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 the last episode, you were on your phone the whole... Oh, shut up. No, uh, I wasn't. You should see. I try to cut to you. You'll see, even in the clip, like, I couldn't cut it anymore, but there's... You, oh, you can the, see day you were, s- the day where I had the business going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of business going down. <laughs> a lot of business. A lot of business. Um, and the, the other thing I wanted to say, uh, I had this moment that was like, felt very kind of bottom of the barrel touring comedian, uh-huh. which I told you about where... Oh, yeah. So I'm at Helium in St. Louis... And uh, one show Friday, one show Saturday. But I asked them to add a second show Saturday because I had sold once at a different helium. I'd sold it out. And I was like, I'd love to do two shows, make a little more money. But more importantly for me, do more time. And so I'm getting ready to go on. And first, they added a guest spot, which is fine. You know, they, they added a guest spot. Just And the guy there didn't even say, like, hello to me. Like he's okay. there and he didn't say like, hi or like, thanks. Thanks for letting me do the show or whatever. Yeah. So, and like, there's just something about, you know, you work really hard, you spend money advertising, you have people that came there for you. It's like, you, you say hi, you say yeah. hi to the headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm trying to eat healthy. It's been very hard. I feel like with the airplanes, yeah. like I just eat like when I can. Yeah. And so I've lost like also, there's sometimes you go through life for me where you lose sense of the meal system and you're just eating when you're bored, you're eating when you're yeah. tired, you're eating yeah. when the plane lands, you're eating every time you have free food every available. Every time your eyes are open. And uh, this club, not a lot of healthy options, very rarely at clubs, so yeah. they're healthy options, but I, I am able to concoct something with a salad and they have a portobello burger. So I was like, could I just get portobello mushrooms on the salad? So all this is to say, I'm getting ready to go on. The feature's up. Uh, the waitress comes over and lets me know there's no, they ran out of portobello, mm-hmm. which uh, it feels like, it feels like, oh, they ran out of portobello, but the salad without it is lettuce, cucumber, and tomatoes. Yeah. And she says that to me. Then the feature goes into a bit where she sings happy birthday like operatically to an audience member. And as she's saying this, the, one of the managers comes over and says, hey, we only had three ticket sales for the next show, so we're going to cancel it. And then the host goes up and brings me on right away. And it was just like this. And the host was there to witness kind of these two things happen back to back. Yeah. And it was just a moment of like, man, this. Man, oh man. And when you come back in every New York comic, or not every, but some of them are like, oh, dude, you're on the road. That's amazing. You're living the dream. And yeah. you're like, this dream is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, there's, there's something. I was glad. I would rather know that my next show is canceled because then I'll take more risks in that first show. Like, I'll make yeah. sure that I, like, get what I want to get out of that first show. Yeah. But to find out a minute before. 
Yeah. That like, hey, we only sold three. Yeah, you're like, why don't you just wait until I'm done to do you know what I mean? Yeah. With the first show. Yeah. Um uh that stinks. Um what uh what are your upcoming things? Where where are you this coming weekend? You asked me to do my plugs? No, I'm just saying now out of curiosity of a friend. I'm going to uh, Atlantic City this Saturday. The episode will already come out. Uh, So, yeah, I'm in New York for a week and a weekend. So I'm like getting things done. Okay. Got to figure out Tova's birthday. Yeah. I mean, I'm really lazy in that. I just talked to my friend Lindsay. Oh, we're doing a thing this coming weekend. You're doing a, a roof thing. No, no, we, me, you. Oh, we're uh, doing a we're beat doing the bomb. A beat the bomb on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which you and your wife are doing because I recovered your wife's grandma's uh, goods. Yes, yes. Uh, um, well, let's do a. You know, we never get to do a. This has got to okay. stop. I have a. This has got to oh, stop. I do too. Oh, good. Um, uh, I went to a museum. So I went to a museum. It was like the founding of St. Louis. Okay. And St. Louis, like I. Like most of America, but I think St. Louis very specifically, like this museum showed how it was inhabited by Native Americans. Uh The museum said Indians, which made me go like, wait, is that still acceptable? Yeah. In historical contest? Because it looked like an old museum that they hadn't changed the words. Maybe. It looked like they updated Indians now. Which is the funny thing. I think uh, uh, your your favorite comic had a bit where he said... uh, Americans came and were like, this is India. And they're like, no, it's not. And they're like, no, it's India. You're You're, Indians. You're Indians for uh, four (laughs) more years. (laughs) But this this museum, they have this big arch there and you go up in the arch and you go down. Oh, it's in that, the famous arch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's a museum next to the arch. Okay. And it's just one of these museums, like many American museums, where it's like, the Native Americans lived here for a long time. And then they didn't anymore. Yeah. And Americans started building. And you're like, okay, did they just go because they felt like it? They just wanted to move to the tiny place in what's now Tennessee? Well, even in like the small park right next to where I live, it's the location of where um, people bought like the Manhattan and from from the Native Americans. And it's the saddest plaque because it's like... All of Manhattan and New York City was purchased for literally the word trinkets is in there. It's like a small amount of things and trinkets. And uh, and it's just a plaque there that you're like, like imagining the people being like, yeah, we're going to take this whole big thing. And they're like. Well, you can take land. It doesn't like that's. that's not, I remember like, that like, in middle school. We're like, like we're like, like well, they no were one tricked. Can own land, like, but sure. So in a way, they thought we'll they were scamming. It, we'll they thought it, they were yeah, scamming. We'll they were give like, it to you for trinket, like, like for nothing, you know. And then we were like, this is art, like, you know what I mean, like. But it is a weird thing where the museums feel like they want both thing. Like they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, yes, they own this. They're like, and then, but then you're like, it's just so weird. And I think, I think the like the gross aspect of it is like they're still like kind of the. They act like it's like the coolness of like, so we call it this because that's what it used to be. Yeah. And it's like, well, then you you murdered. A, yeah. I'm a reading. I mean, I, this is a book that like I truly was like, I should read this and five pages. And I was like, it was a people's history of the United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it like it said that I think eight million Native Americans were murdered uh, in the course of, you know, the the whole yeah, I forget what it's called, but they had like a map where they showed it basically showed like, you know, Native American territory and then American territory over the years. And you just saw it just like yeah. become a couple of reservations and then these big reservations become tiny reservations. Yeah. And it's just like the museum. You got to you got to just own up to it, man. 
Well, but like in, do you think in their heads they're like, I don't know, they're like, well, it kind of started with the European, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a way we can, always, that's why it's funny whenever anyone, when, when we're like, can you believe this thing that's happening right now is happening in America? You're like, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Look at how this all started. Um, um, and I, I guess I don't understand, I mean, this is a very like, I mean, critical race theory does it. I, I don't know how much it touches on like the founding of America, like Native Americans. Uh-huh. At least you hear it frame more about like in terms of slavery, yeah, and and things. But it's like I don't understand people's need or want to like pretend like it was like not as bad as it was. Yeah, like I don't know if that if that makes them feel good at their moral compass. They're just or or like they feel guilty if they think yeah, about I it. I don't know. I don't feel guilty. Whatever, whatever, like like. I don't feel guilty if you're like saying like, you know, I, I just don't feel bad. I feel bad in the sense like the world is horrible and horrifying, but I don't feel like some kind of guilt about America's founding. I was just wow. born here, wow. but I don't feel any personal guilt about it. Wow. Yet, the, yet these people like act like, oh my God, how could you attack? How could you attack our founding fathers? I'm like, I Jefferson have, wasn't I, like I, your I dad. I don't know them. Yeah, I have no allegiance to those founding fathers. If like, but but that's also. I always wonder if like, is that also because I'm not connected to, literally my my family? I mean, I'm fine saying that my dad is pretty fucked up. Let alone my great 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 grandpa. I was like, well, fuck him. He was yeah. probably crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, so th- so that's part of my. This has got to stop. The the other part is this got to stop the founding fathers or the founding fathers. Enough, <laughs> enough. <laughs> But they, they do these things at museums now where they take a photo at the beginning, like yes. as you're going in, and then immediately they're like, you can pay for this on the way out if you want this photo. Oh. But even worse, they do it in front of like- Like in a, roller coasters. Yeah. But they do it in front of a green screen now, so you can pay for a green screen picture of you in front of the the beautiful arch that you were seeing in person. Oh. And you're like, why would I pay for this? Yeah. This is a bad green screen. You should have taken a picture of me in front of the actual thing. Yeah. This doesn't look good. It feels like a lot more money. More. And a it's lot just, more. It's just like, it's one of those things where I'm like, listen, I know we're all trying to make money, but when you make me feel like you're scamming me, I have a real, like, these days when I feel the scam happening yeah. to me actively, when yeah. you take a picture of me and then after the picture are like, here, take this card and you can pay for it on your way yeah. out. I'm like, fuck off. It's like Don't the, make me it's take like the, the picture. It's like the CD guys. And know? they make it seem like you ha- you kind of have to take the picture as you're going in. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to take the picture. Yeah. And I just like, like as if I was going to be tricked, like I'd be like, oh, I bet that picture is really good. Yeah. I pose really funnily. Uh, I spent $35 on it. <laughs> Um, okay. what's, what's your this has got to stop okay, th- this has got to stop um, okay any like small mild like inconvenience that happens to you I don't think should be an opportunity to put your Venmo handle up on Twitter for like it could be like there are things where your house burns down or someone steals something or someone needs a surgery or like all those things great do it go for it but sometimes it's like like an old man called me a pig face in a McDonald's and you're like, and you're like, I don't know why donating to, I'm not giving you money for I, that. Wait, like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen. Not the, that. I'm not giving that example, but I, I feel like sometimes it's like a, a response to like something bad happening. Someone, sure. someone saying something mean to you or like, and I'm like, just in my head, I'm like, that sucks that that happened. But I feel like weirdly associating like trauma 
or like something bad happening with then you get money. <laughs> sure. It's sure. weird. Like there's a weird thing where you're like, like someone said something mean to me and then I put it on the thing and I'm like, here's my Venmo handle. And then and people are like giving me money and then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, maybe I can go find someone to say something mean to me again. Do you, I, 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 maybe I'm not speaking well. I just feel like there is, no, I there, hear you. you. there's sometimes where you see it and it's not weird at all. It's like definitely throw it up there. But I feel like some, Times people are like, and anyways, here's my Venmo handle, and you're like, why? It it's make it's like the person who gets on the subway and asks thing. for money, and it's like their story is not that bad, or it's or not even. It's just one of those things where it doesn't make sense sometimes. Of like, what is happening here? Where you need like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that was a bad one to do. Uh, maybe I'm cold in this way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, just, I feel like I saw one specific thing, and I can't even remember what it was now. I see some comedians do it, and I think what's interesting with the comedian is because I know the economics of comedy. So some of them, I'm like, your career's going fine. Yes. You got money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. money. Where's this money going to? I want to yeah. see a breakdown of where the money's going to. Yeah. I remember the days. I mean, thank God the days are past of, I mean, and I participated as so someone to talk, but the GoFundMes. Yeah, oh, yeah. For, no, no, not the GoFundMes, the uh, Kickstarter and the Indiegogos. Yeah. Medical thing is one thing. System's broken. Yeah. You, you, what are you going to do? You need the money. But, like, I, I we both lived. Oh, oh my God. Hello. Hello. Come in. Can you, yeah, let's lock it behind you. Welcome. Hi. Come in. Do you need a seltzer? Do you need a water? Uh, okay, I have a water in my bag. Okay, good. Have a Hello. seat. Oh we started. Uh, but but welcome welcome our guest Moses Storm. Woo! An annoying level of late. It's not just late. It's okay. It's like I'm here. I'm not here. It's actually way further. Well, then you told a joke where I I, re I bolted downstairs. Bolted. I think I think I covered really well. During Russ that just read his texts. <laughs> yeah, um, that's uh yeah. This is not the time to be joking. Making plans. Is there anything you don't want us to talk about? In a way that you can say it where I don't have to cut it from what we're recording right now. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's just like what's the least amount of work that that's um, that's the, the ideal. I think when I start talking about different skull shapes, um, we should cut that. Oh, sure. You mean like uh, uh, eugenics? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, Russell, sorry. I know that's what oh, you want yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. today. Yeah, and my complaint about the Tonight Show cutting all my slurs. Oh, yes. We should cut that. <laughs> It, it went well. It looked good. Yeah. yeah. You feel good? Yeah. I, as good as you can feel about that. Um, yeah, I felt great. Good. Honestly. Good. I know we, you were trying to figure out one joke. Yeah, that I asked your, your help with. but mm. And then they said none of it could even make it. <laughs> oh. Uh, because they just, they just didn't want to make fun of any brand, period. It's very tough. Uh, it's it's. When you start going through that process and you're like... Yeah, how much are they... They're, they're like, you have to send them fully what you're going to yeah, do. Or yeah. Like, okay. yeah, and it's, it's taken uh, quite a long time because I originally submitted to the show when the special was about to come out uh -huh. as oh, sort of wow. like, a, hey, like this would be a great way to, to uh, promote it. And then, yeah, you go back and forth, as you know, and you keep submitting sets and... Uh, do, have you heard? Have you gotten a Tonight Show bump in views? Does uh, HBO yeah. say, hey... Uh, actually, yeah. Really? Uh, but that, I mean, 190 more followers. But that's, that's something. But as far as the sets online, like, no one watches those sets. People with their oh, own yeah. audience maybe have, like, 79,000 views, which is not a lot. It's not compared to, like, Do you get to know how many people watch your HBO special? 
No. I just know that they said they were happy with it. And, and it's great. up there with the number one watch special, which is uh, Marlon Wayne's outdoor special. So the most watched special on HBO Max is uh, it's one of the Wayne's brothers. I, what is the name of that one? Isn't it? Oh, it's something like a little cringe, like woke for y'all, woke ish. It's not that, but it is something like <laughs> woke for y'all. Yeah, that's I think the worst title though. Bill Maher's oh, recently yeah, yeah. hashtag adulting. adulting. Hashtag, hashtag is from adulting. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag as like anything. a sixty-five-year-old man. Like it's, one of it's like just like the worst because I have older comedians that well their tweets they still add six hashtags to their tweets, yeah. and I've told some of them. I Got went out of my way. I said, "Hey, I love you." You're yeah. funny on stage. Hashtag's got to go. And Bill yeah. Maher doesn't have any more young people that are willing to write him that email. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's pissed everyone off because, yeah, that's such a bad angle to have as a comic is that you are smart and, yeah. and smug. So mm-hmm. he doesn't immediately give off this thing of like, oh, I'd want to help this guy out. I want to be friends with this guy if that's your persona. It's like, mm, actually, no, I know more than you. And then that's a good Bill Maher. Thank you. I've been working on that for a really long time. That's why I'm late. That's, That's why what I'm going to start doing. Why, yeah. A when, full half hour late. Yeah. When, just out in the rain. Yeah. When, people people ask, one of those. when people ask, like, who's your, uh, for those interviews, we're like, who, who is your inspiration? I'm going to start naming people like Bill Maher. Yeah. Just like, just Bill Maher. <laughs> just Bill Maher. 100% Bill Maher. Uh, I'm just Miller. trying to recreate the Bill Maher experience on stage. Yeah. A lot of Dennis Miller. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be, he used to be really strong, though. Yeah. Dennis Miller used to be like a really good comic, and then once once you have a point of once you have an agenda, it's over. Once you yeah. have a strict agenda, of, I'm See, trying to is, convince was you. Was he though? I mean, the thing is, I he was a like, good writer. Oh, for sure. I don't know. It's hard to tell because you're like sometimes you just were young, and uh, who knows? They were just always around, so I don't know. You What's know? the one that got accused of uh, stealing from Bill Hicks? The long hair guy that rescued me show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking. Oh, 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 uh, oh, that's oh. different, right? Yes. So Dennis Miller is the right one. He's the guy with the goatee that yes. has all these obscure references. This is like Putin going down on the Chechnyans. Like, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, who is that guy though? Rescue me, redhead. I mean, they say he stole like his whole like shtick, <sighs> like his whole essence. To be fair, someone once yeah. told me that Rodney Dangerfield got I don't I get no respect from a different comedian, and he said, "Can I have that?" <laughs> so that it's Long Island all... open micer that literally got no respect, <laughs> and it's true to his voice. That's the real guy. He got no, who respect. Got no respect. Um, <laughs> Michael Michael Chase clear. said that the Chappelle thing is like comedians don't always tell the truth. For example, I I found out uh, Rodney Dangerfield actually got quite a lot of respect from many of his peers. <laughs> Um, That's great. Can we say why you couldn't make the last episode, or is oh, that yeah, hush yeah, hush? Yeah, absolutely. You were working with uh, oh, an owl. Yeah. How'd um, that go on the show for Freeform slash? It's just Hulu. I don't know if anyone knows what Freeform is. Freeform, I don't know what any of these Freeform TV- was formerly ABC. ABC Family. Yeah. Right. So we're all under okay. the Disney umbrella. That's all gotcha. you need to know because everything is cable again, but yes. the signal's different. It's no longer a cord. It's just a Wi-Fi signal. But we're back to cable. Where you buy a channel. So we, we, I work for Disney, so they're very strict on COVID, and um, they uh, yes. Yeah, so, so one of the gags I, today was doing a bunch of fake cocaine. That was the gag. Uh, we actually. The day, st- what were you snorting today? It's like uh, it's a special formula. I think it just might be powdered sugar. But how much did you get in your nose? You really doing this a lot? Yeah, yeah. You do like a like enough to like, but uh, not. I don't know. I, I, it's, there's no like high from it. Have you, have, you done, have you done cocaine? Yeah, I have. I hated it. 
I, I have had two. It was not good. I did twice. My heart just beat too fast. I couldn't get it up. No. Yeah. It was very scary. It we numbs did it. everything. Yeah, I, I thought it would be like my drug, like George Carlin did it, Richard Pryor. Like, I yeah. just thought like, oh, I, I get insecure sometimes. People are like, cocaine makes you feel like really <laughs> assured of yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, that's yeah. the one thing I've always needed. I don't think you or I need more no, energy. You, it seems like, We're like really, how do we get gayer? How do really, we get, in really the eyes of people, fits. how do we get more flamboyant? <laughs> We're the last people that need it. And it fucks with your timing, too. I don't know how those people did stand up on it. I mm. can't even drink before a show. I hear, I hear that like my tongue feels thicker and I like slur a little bit and I'm like, ugh, this, I hate this. Because we talk fast. No, like drunk. Yeah. If, I have, if I have a, over, oh, yeah. a full beer, it's just like I start talking fast and then I stutter. And one stutter, man, it will That's soften it the joke. That's yeah. that voice memo that you listened to back at the sad courtyard Marriott. The uh -huh. after, I was slurring words. And this was like one white wine out of a plastic cup. <laughs> And it was just slurred words. It's enough to be like, people paid to hear you talk. And if that's the one thing you can't do, you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, and so it was like two slurs. It was like, uh, I couldn't say thesis. It got like a laugh kind of, but it was like, ugh, brutal. And then never again. But sure. I'll have a drink maybe after or if you're bouncing around. But if it's your show, if you are headlining, for me, it just, I can't do it. Also, I have like half a beer in the first. I'll bring it on stage and I sip slowly. Half a beer in the first, that, second half. Of the man of the, the people, you let them know you're down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is Iowa. part of the thing. Yeah, you're kind of a loser if you're yeah. drinking water. Oh, I have done that. <laughs> I have definitely just brought a beer that I poured a little out in the the sink of the green room <laughs> yeah. just to be like, this guy gets it in Pittsburgh. Who, who's that one? Uh, he's like a. He was like one of those. I almost said white collar comics. Um, the, <laughs> the blue Jerry Mar Seinfeld. Like, that's a white collar comic. He talks like that, and he would he would come out with like a big tumbler. Of, of oh, you're like, talking about bourbon. Ron White? Yes, Ron White. Yes, yeah. Yes. But he he, but he would just be like he's not faking it. Sweating. And no, he like, he like, is. He yeah. could say he's like gonna die on stage for oh, sure. He's yeah. retiring this year yeah. because so he doesn't. If yeah. Pablo Francisco doesn't <laughs> die first, <laughs> I don't know the name of the special, but there's a special where Pablo Francisco sweats through two black towels. Where, it, do you imagine how wet the towel has to be to, to, to read as wet if it's a black towel? Yeah. I shit you not, he's going through movie phone, all these different impressions, and he is sweating like a monster. Mm. It, is, it is distracting. Yeah. It is, he keeps dabbing, and he's going so fast. It's just, it's like cocaine sweats. Yeah. I hope. I hope that's not, he's not just cursed with that. Yeah. In LA, sweat? is cocaine... Big, my no. my sisters are in LA, and I I always worry about cocaine. I don't, I don't run into it. I may I'm maybe not hanging in the cool circle, but like your wife doesn't whip it out I at your. I don't feel like I like. I don't feel like I've ever been around like. People like that kind of thing. I did it. There's a lot. Of, this you know? woman, she 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 was like, I have an, an eighth of cocaine, and I was like, let's let's. I thought, how much is that, by the way? It was like I, I used to have a bit where I said it was like a sandwich bag for a mouse. It was like very yeah. And then cute. I imagined the mouse mixing it up with our bag, and it was very funny. But she, I went over there, and like my thought, I'd seen the first half of Scarface, and it looked like a fun time. Yeah. So I thought like we would do a little and like have wild sex. Yeah. But like if just first we'd like the, I wanted to do it off a mirror and the only mirror she had was like a big full length like door mirror. So we like I was really insistent took that down. So we like we took it off. We put it on the oh kitchen God. counter. We made all these lines and uh, uh, I just took a bunch of lines and I my heart was beating really fast. Couldn't get it up for shit. Like it was one of those like I 
we we like uh, shoehorned it in there and it was oh yeah bad. it was yeah. a bad oh we were just like mushing it in there and then you're more in <laughs> you're your like head. pushing in the sides you're oh, getting like sheets God. yeah <laughs> and it's not hot because you're thinking about it yeah. and that just makes it worse uh um so it was not it was not but i feel yeah. like in la it's a little more i went to university no, of miami i i would strongly disagree with that i have not I, I mean, I've come in more contact with cocaine out here in really? the th- three months I've lived here. You're wow. going to better and parties than me, man. It's just, it's just out. It's everywhere. It's like nerdy SNL writers are doing it. Like the last people you would expect to be doing cocaine. I was like, really? I guess. I mean, I guess it's better cocaine. It's not like what you're getting on McDougal Street or in Washington Square Park. <laughs> McDougal, they are offering a lot of cocaine. A it's lot of wild. cocaine. They are. They are. That's you are true. a white girl from Santa Barbara. You just moved here. You're 24. You will be shouted at until you buy cocaine. I know if I had a cocaine with a friend, I would be. I would. It would be the thing where I'd want him to do it first. I'd wait a couple minutes to see if he died. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah, it's scary. No, it's scary now. Oh yeah, because it's all mixed with it fentanyl. Mixed with fentanyl. fentanyl. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, these comedians. Uh, two comedians died. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, in yeah. L.A., they were just trying to do lines of coke, and it was cut with fentanyl. It's much so cheaper, scary. and you get a high from it. And that's it like, happened oh. in D.C. too. And then, and then you asked her like, where they get it from? They said some guy. I was like, that's where I get my coke. And then the ones that survived. I mean, now they have a credit. That is a thing. You get. Articles. You think the host is going to bring that bring on stage? Your yeah. next comedian is. You seen her on Voyage LA. <laughs> You've seen T-shirt. her at the hospital. <laughs> um, she got a lot of thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but uh, I can't smoke either because I just get in my head way too much. Yeah, even even at a party, it's miserable. I could definitely do it. Maybe if it was just like the three of us. Um, Whip it out, Russell. Just the three. Take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this well lit room. <laughs> Um, I would love to do a stunned episode. Yeah, I, I wouldn't because I, I don't do it. I, I do it so infrequently that it would it would make me nervous. I, I get a little paranoid and I would talk uh, even more. I, would, I, I talk so slow. I feel like that's like where I'll just like if I'm with my girlfriend, we had to have like a rule where I would just be like, wait, wait a second, I have to write this bit. Down. Yeah, and I would have all these bits, and the next day I'd be like, this is oh, it is drunk. Gibberish. I've done that. Sometimes too. it's good though. Like I think it makes me think everything's funnier. Like I'll watch comedies when I'm high, and I'm like, this is. Brilliant, like a movie. Yeah, not standard. and the same yeah. thing with my thoughts. Where like I think when I have a slightly funny thought, I'm like amazing. Yeah, I see the funny more clearly, and the bar is too low. It's not all good, mm-hmm. yeah. but it lets me feel the funny. I've done that on Molly, where I thought I wrote an entire new hour <laughs> in the course of the four hour trip, oh. and it, uh, all unusable. I shit you not. All of it was about like cruise ships and Gen X ruined it, and there's no more credit. Oh god, oh. it was a whole rant. You're very you've you've had hours since your special where your promo you say, "Hey guys, it's gonna be all new. It's gonna be rough. Come on to the Irvine Improv," and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I hope to be there someday because I, I, I feel like if I said that." less people than the three that came out like you're very you're very bold to say to set i set the expectations on stage i'll be out yeah. there be like here's some new but in your promo you're like guys it's gonna be a rough ride yeah i think everything is, is just a strategy is i have to be open and honest because i already look like a dick you it's know it's good to let them know because sometimes you'll lose an audience because they're like do they know this is not good? Yes. But, uh, so you have to be like, I do know, just so we all are aware. I also think there's people out there that, like, that's an exciting thing to them to be like, okay, like, I know the polished thing. I've seen that. 
Like it's you yeah, know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Also, if a they're a comedy fan, I like to do it as yeah. a cop out because yeah. now I can actually explore it. If it doesn't go well, it's like well, I'm just having fun and trying new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I think it's something I stole from Conan growing up watching him. I was like, oh, the best stuff was when a joke fell flat, and sure. him him commenting on that. That being said, that the that is a terrible strategy, and you shouldn't rely on bombing because. Um, Especially if you're showcasing around town, mm-hmm. your own show is kind of fun if it's not going well. But if you got 15 minutes and oh, you're eating yeah. shit for seven of that, you can't get them back. It's not enough. Time. I said the the one line someone told me was from an open mic where this comic was bombing, and in the halfway through he said, "You want to see my impression of a comic turning it all around halfway through a set?" And I thought that was a good. That's save. a good line. Yeah, that's a. Really I have a couple of those savers. You got to let him go at some point, though. I, I bombed at uh, Chelsea Music Hall, mm. uh, and I was pulling out all my savers of like, wow, this is the best I've actually ever done on stage. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Just be like overly confident and committing, and uh, they just hated me from the jump. And it was a full bomb. This this old guy, the guy they added a guest spot on without asking that he he was he wasn't he was doing rough, and he said to the audience, he said, "Come on, guys, you this isn't Wordle, you you." You only got one shot. That was his saver. Oh, no. And it got the biggest laugh of the night. Just because he said Wordle. And people said, I know. It's just the reference. It's just the reference. Wordle. That's some Dennis Miller comedy right there. (laughs) This is the Wordle over at Putin's house with Margaret (laughs) Thatcher. (laughs) You guys are sleeping like sleepy Joe Biden. I did an improv jam on on marijuana, and that was the worst because I got made fun of the whole time. And I didn't have enough self-confidence at 19 to be like, oh, I, I got fucked up on an edible before this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which else is another great cop-out line that people say, I am too high for this. Um, but uh, that was miserable. And I still have, I still like cringe thinking about that you uh, did, experience. You did Christian improv? Uh, I did, yes. Be, just because you were allowed to perform for free. Because I had no money. I had four restaurant jobs, and I worked at an after-hours nightclub. What are the rules of Christian improv? Yes, mm, and... And and God. Yeah, like are all the premises right. were like religious. Um, like. Yeah, you could do callbacks, but only three days later. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, it was free. It was like in someone's house, like a backyard. It was a barn. And then they moved to Mosaic, the church that's... Uh, that that's my girlfriend's, uh, her management company is Mosaic. And I was like, is this the roots? <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, wow, wow. Mosaic management? No, there's an L.A. church that like Dax Shepard goes to. And um, uh, there's like a whole friend group. And it's like, uh, yeah, if you're like religious, like the pastor's gay. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, it was just free classes. And the rules are essentially you just don't swear. You couldn't do anything dirty, really. You could like suggest sex, but you couldn't. It's like TV rules, essentially. Just for the the two listeners who haven't seen your special, you yeah. you can't you grew up in a cult. Is that the word yeah. you use? Yeah, a religious a religious cult. Yeah. Uh, and how how do you feel about what do you think happens to celebrities where they join a church at the peak of their fame? What is it that they're what is that? It's either that or a charity. It's something to uh, you have so much free time. Once you start doing well and so much exposure to it that you are asked to comment on things and there's just PR girls that uh, tell you it's a good idea to get involved in a cause mm. or to be behind something because they're essentially building a brand. And I mean, Christians is a huge 
market. So if you could play that uh, or whatever you're into. Do you think um, how, how cynical, like, I mean, I, I'm thinking Chris Pratt in my head. Yeah. This where I'm like, how much of it is real belief? The, for me, the idea, even at my loosest, where I think of uh, my idea of a guru or a holy man or someone who's like, is in tune with nature. Yeah. Anyone who's like catering to celebrities, that's an automatic disqualification in my mind for you're, you're the, the real deal. The is, is purposely reaching out to... Yeah. If, if, yeah. if my pastor's Justin Bieber's person and Chris Pratt's person, I'm like, okay, this guy's not in it for the... Right. But, right. but do you think Chris that's Pratt... That's about acting classes too. It's like, well, why? Sure. LA why? is filled with that shit. A lot of uh, cults are just essentially failed acting classes or the other way around. Well, I was part of an acting studio where like it, it went through the cult trajectory of like the studio started to fail and like sh she had the followers and then she had the, the people who disbanded and she fired them and they became villains. And yeah. it's this whole same trajectory. And you have to like kiss up to the teacher and they talk for hours. They give like sermons essentially about acting. But they were talented. The, the thing is, yeah. there is something. There is something you're getting from it. I think you're getting just what you get out of a, a show or an open mic. You are getting the chance to do it. It's such an unnatural thing for you to walk into a room and say words that are not yours on a script that you just learned hours before. So as much as you can do that, uh, the better you're going to be at it. And then acting classes give you that opportunity. But if you could just run scenes with a bunch of actor friends... I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. Um, and now it's even worse. It's all Zoom auditions. The worst. Uh, and and just self-tapes, which yeah. is the biggest problem is like, okay, it's not their time. It's mm. now your time. So they're like, do all 14 scenes. We'll watch For sure. the first 30 seconds of scene two. Yeah. It should be two pages, two yeah. pages max. That's yeah. my rule. And then you have to bother your girlfriend, wife, or husband. Um, oh, we had to make a rule. My girlfriend. And yeah. There no more, no more self tapes. We also it was, got in a yeah. fight. About it was the that. lowest of. I mean, it was because it's just such it's an so act of like it's all about I me. I have to lock. Then I have animals too. So, and that what drives me nuts is that you know it's a one bedroom apartment and like just so many takes ruined because one of them makes a noise or walks into the thing or so I've had to like crate both of them like while it's happening because mm -hmm. it's like it's. Do you rehearse out loud? Uh, no, I try to like I'll try to rehearse in the bedroom and then then kick my wife out to to then record in the the, the meanest room. thing when when Tova and I before we even started dating we were just like flirting and all these mm -hmm. things like the fucking scene comes in this was like during COVID so I wasn't seeing a lot of people yeah and the scene was like a romantic scene where it was just like I love you saying I love you like three times to the person. And she she remembers it as like a very probably cruel moment on my part, but it was just convenient for me where I was like, hey, person that we're kind of flirting with, but we're not yeah. going to hook up. Yeah. Here's a scene where I say I love you three times and I'm going to act like I really mean it. Oh, I have done that, too. I've done that. And it, yeah, it does feel a little shitty, but it's also like, oh, yeah, like kind of winning you over. Mm -hmm. but not my own words, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you are playing that. And then selfishly, I'm like, it's this helps that. It's not a casting director. Of course. That's a 35-year-old guy. This is someone I actually love, and this helps. Um, um, so I feel like, are you exhausted of telling your your story? You've told your story so much. No. Uh, yeah, it sounds, like I, it sounds like no one's asking for it. Um, but uh, no, I'm not exhausted of it because there's so much I don't understand. And sure. the problem uh, with the call, it wasn't 
the hardest part was not being a kid going through well, that. Well, that's what I was curious because uh, you, you talk about, was it working at the grocery store was the first time you like hung out with people yeah. that were your age? So so just just to set up the, the, the background of it, because you might not have, know the full thing. So you went around in a van. Oh, we were in a bus, like a Greyhound bus that my parents uh, traded a bunch of junk for. They didn't even have money to buy it. And it was a mix of Judaism and Catholicism. But there's no pastor, no rabbi. Are you uh, circumcised? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but since we didn't believe in hospitals, uh, yeah, uh, we just went to a Jewish temple in Ohio, and it was the rabbi's first time doing it, is what I'm told. And uh, he had too much ceremonial wine, and he uh, started just like freaking out. He was like, I'm just too nervous to oh. do this. He got halfway through, and it's Ohio, <laughs> so there's not a bunch of Jewish temples on every corner. So they drove four and a half hours to another temple to With finish. You, and you're halfway the job. hanging off? Halfway? No, it's all off now. No, no, no. But like, then, but like, yes, you then, were like then. Or oh, oh yeah, I, mean, I wasn't thinking. Is it halfway off now? No, yeah, and I'm not <laughs> screaming. I'm constantly screaming. I can only sit like this. It's all off. Don't I, worry, I got I it off on the way up I here. I thought to fix it. Yeah. I, at 6:30 today, I was I was peeling it off, and it grows over like snake skin. I camp halfway halfway through. He's like, four not too half, nervous. Yeah. Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours to the next temple that would, I guess, see us on he, on you know such short notice of like you got to finish the job. I'm imagining the negotiations that went on with your parents just being like. But just try to finish, like, because like, and where do they even do this like, at the temple? Oh like, is there God. a room for this? Like the bris room? Yeah, like there's an actual like medical room that's sterilized. Definitely no, definitely. Or there's like oh, they're so young. Whatever yeah. happens, if they get infection, it'll they'll grow out of it. I yeah, I wonder if your parents were like please finish it, or whether they were like his hands were like this, and they're like, you know what, yeah. we're gonna go. That's probably someone's bit already, but like the first. Person I don't think to cut there's that off. many people that have had this happen. Uh, no, I don't think they've been circumcised twice. You're probably screaming like Nathan for you bit. Oh, well, yeah, I was probably scream crying. Oh, for it, so that's what they do at it. Yeah, it was so young. No one filmed this, did they? Uh, I have the tape. Let's show a clip. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut to a clip. Yeah, um, it's like the Terminator yeah. scene where they split the Quicksilver guy in half. So you're, you're in the bus with your parents, they yeah. go to temples. I wonder how many temples they went to. Where they're like, ah, you know, it's Sunday. A real We're Jesus the story off. of like going around to different mangers. Oh my God. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we're going around and trying to street preach, which is like going on the street. Let's wait, say, like, this isn't, wait, we haven't finished the circumcised story. Oh. I thought you were, you're like in the middle of this, you're street preaching. <laughs> you're like, our <laughs> yeah. son is the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, and it's hacked off, and that's an attention grabber. And then people are like, woof, I got to hear more. So they found, they found yeah. a person eventually who did the rest. Yes. And they, this, this is a story that's that keeps being told in my family, like it's a cute thing, or it's just like, oh, that's the facts of us. This is how mom and dad met. Uh, yeah, and I so I learned that very early. Yeah, on that. Is yeah. there anywhere it's scar there? You ever like look to see like if you could see the di- like one was a little bit zigzaggy? Like, no, there's a edge I think it look. looks fine. I mean, the dick is already so the skin's so weird. Mm. Um, you guys is ripply, right? Like like a ruffles chip. Definitely. All the way around? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do uh, remember the first time I watched a pornography with an uncircumcised man and not, mm. no one had ever, I'd never seen that. Oh, because I had was, never seen that. So I remember just seeing the, the skin move thing and I was like, wait, what's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's this baggy. Gross. He's got Jinko jeans on his dick. I think it probably feels better though. 
the head's too sensitive in my, yeah. in my opinion. And I think it's because that skin is supposed to be there. It's too weird now to like, if I had a kid to, to, I guess, keep it. But it's just, it's, it is insane that that comes off. Even if it's a, it's a part of your body. It, it is one of those things. First of all, if you post anything online about circumcision joke or not, there are very passionate groups about both, like, this is baby sides. mutilation. Yeah. But I think it is this strange thing of where it's like when I think I, when I think about my son, I do think of this idea of like, oh, I'd want him to be circumcised. And it's because aesthetically I'm happy that I'm circumcised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's like that's its own myriad of like fucked up yeah. that, things. Right. Of where the culture's at and what's acceptable. But. I, I, I one time someone was talking to I feel like you were there, but maybe you weren't. And they're were like, well, if I had a son, I'd want to circumcise. So they said I'd want to circumcise. So we both look the same as like how often are you and your dad yeah. comparing your penises together? It was ball games. That's where you see your father's dick every ball your son game. would roast you, or would I roast my son? <laughs> yeah, clip this. Clip this. Like, this is going to go. We're like in a lot of circumstances where both of us are just putting our penises right next to this him. This is like, the Instagram clip. The same, the same, it's circumcision because you can just play to that very specific community. Mm-hmm, Christian's mm-hmm. too broad. There's no such thing as mainstream success anymore. It's just about finding your niche, niche audience. And I think it's circumcision. The way to go because sure. you're right. I, I have so, a big Jewish audience that's probably very passionate about. There's just people that are not even Jewish. That have you seen How to with John Wilson, the HBO? I haven't Max seen show? it yet. There's a whole episode where uh, he just is. He's like in Union Square and he sees this truck uh, where people are essentially street preaching about uh, you should keep the foreskin and you're mutilating a baby. And he goes to this guy's home. Is like a 65-year-old guy, and he's got a weight that he wears on his dick, and they show it. They show everything. And uh, he, he's trying to stretch out the foreskin to get it back. I know. And then he's got a contraption that he sleeps on, and this is 100% real. He's, uh, where, uh, he, he's laying on his bed, and he's bottomless in this. And the, but shirt, shirt on? Shirt's on. <laughs> it's socks are on, too. The yeah. grossest look. That's how you know he's a father. And he clips it to the headboard, and then there's a thing that stretches while he sleeps. He really And is it working? Is this working? I. It looks a little bit baggier than mine, so yeah. There's no but way that's right. Like if, you, if I have a shirt that shrinks, if I pull on it, it's not like it fixes the problem. Exactly. It just looks like a stretched out shirt. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I it's insane. It's and he's like, my wife man. gets mad because it makes a clinking metal sound when I roll over at night. And it's like, that's, yeah, why, that's she's why she's mad? That's why? Not your bottomless and you're on stretching HBO. your dick? Oh. So, but, but uh, if you have a son... Yeah. Circumcised or not? Yeah, I don't want him to be the martyr of of like bringing back foreskin. So yeah, it's just I, I, it's I would ask up. a doctor what's the statistics right now. I think it seems like f- talking to people, it seems like it's not as much, like it's not as highly as it used to be that people circumcised. Sure, sure. But still, if you People's watch just porn just talking to people with like eighteen year old guys in it. Um, then, yeah, they're circumcised. So it's still happening. Yes. It's still a very relevant thing. Yeah. Because that's a young person that you yeah, hope is 18. And I I think that, I, yeah, I don't want them to be the one that's like leading this movement. So it's like, it's much easier as a kid, even sure. though logically it doesn't make sense. There's the argument that it's, it's cleanly, but it's not 1912 where we're shitting in the ground. <laughs> right, there's right. soap, there's, yeah. there's, there's Aesop that they could use yeah. and it'd be fine. You're not going to get polio from an inch of skin. Yeah. But it does look weird. Um, I had a question on, okay, so, so you, you know, go four and a half hours. Are you so you is this bus where you're living as yeah. well at the time? Okay, yeah. So they so ripped the seats and out of it, on the and bus. my dad converted it himself. Um, oh, 
I just there's no like YouTube tutorials. So you got blueprints from actually a community that does this, and there's three families in the cult, and they're all in a bus, and they're all kind of chose their own area. There's my oh. great uncle. He's he's the one that really started this whole thing, and he's international. He eventually traded the bus for a boat, so they could go you know overseas. And then there's another family that just stayed in, uh, in in Texas. Was that family of your uncle's age? Uh, they were our age. So those are the only kids that we ever uh, knew. Was that the extent of the cult? Just those three families? Just those three families. Didn't take but off. But street pre- Yeah, right? Yeah, that's like, it really that's like when you got that. That's like this podcast in a <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Where it's just- <laughs> Go and study. You know, we're not losing anyone. <laughs> We haven't lost any listeners. And eventually they'll have kids, and maybe. <laughs> and maybe the Grows 28. Yeah. In, in, to the best of my knowledge, there was no one converted that wasn't made in the womb of an already member. Okay. But was the goal sense. with the preaching to get like people to join? Yeah. And then it wasn't such a hard goal, which is probably part of the problem. Is like it's just out. It just should be out there, just testifying for God. And when people would spit at us, or you know, throw cups of beer. Or like uh, Moon, my dad. Uh, we because we were going out to spring break, and oh. you know the most receptive MTV kids. spring break, and it pants your dad. Oh, yeah, actually, did this do is that. a sin, by the way. Uh, outside of Club La Vila, uh, yeah. How old so, were you at the time of this? Oh, uh, I mean, this is from I was two to at wow. least ten. Okay, we were doing. And this. what were you holding the sign? Were you saying stuff? Yeah. Because it was more powerful if uh, the, the younger child. kids say something. So we would even be pushed like, uh, to go up to people in Walmart and, and testify for God. So, I mean, it's insane when a kid comes up to you. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. And you're immediately open. You're like, oh, my God, hi. What do you want, little buddy? And I would just, not knowing what it meant, just be like, you're head of hell. And, <laughs> and they'd be like, what? Like, you're going to hell. <laughs> And then my dad would have to back me up or my mom and then explain more. And then we would give them a pamphlet. I got to um, say, that, as a cult tactic. <laughs> adorable. To start with yeah, a you're child, hell. you're going to hell. Yeah. Is, is you know. People those were your first four words. at us of like, why, how could you do this to your kids? It's fine if you want to do this fucked up and thing. And in your head, what was what did you think when people said that? That, oh, they're they're. Going to household, yes. it doesn't matter. Yes, everyone's an outsider. Few will be saved, like in the days of Noah, um, which I it honestly gave me a lot of anxiety growing up. Uh, of like, oh, only I kept looking up the number. It was like eight people that were saved. And I started doing a head count on my siblings. I was like, why are yeah. we out there street preaching? That's that's competition. Mm, that yeah. if only few are going to be saved, like why are Holy we trying shit. to to get more people involved in this? Um, and were you asking those kinds of questions? Or were you just no, like no, 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 just terrified, terrified? We were all spanked, um, uh, too old. I think tell us fourteen, fourteen. And yeah. now, what do you when you say spanked? Do you mean bare bottom? Bare bottom with a wooden paddle <gasps> that had uh, Bible verses like etched into it, like John three sixteen, uh, that we would have to etch in there. And then yeah, it would just be like a you like had to a, design your own yeah. weapon of torture. Oh so God. fourteen, it was a dad or mom, mom most of the time. Thank yeah. God. My mom is definitely the one that wears the pants of the family. She's the really um, strong one. And I, I think a big part of the reason that we, it's her uncle that started this. Yeah. And, and she says, my dad come over here. Just a, a, sort of a pushover, sort of a very lax, very smart guy. 
So it's odd, but he's like very conflict averse. So it's just like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And so she'd say, come here, you take off your pants, take off your underwear too? Yeah. And just one-handed, just like like this over here? One-handed, uh, when she started bodybuilding, that got that got awful. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. Wait, this, oh, I thought this was a joke. No. She started bodybuilding. She started uh, getting oh very in shape. Yeah. She... Uh, so according to her, and I can't verify this, um, my dad, she's like, she also had no friends. So she would tell me things. <laughs> I can't imagine why. All the time she would tell me things that you should say to an eight-year-old boy. She's like, your father hasn't touched me in eight years. Um, uh, your you know father what's was gay when I met him. I oh like, my God. Okay, so he's just gay. <laughs> it says he's just like, go away. My mom did that after the divorce, too, uh, uh, where she would say stuff where I, my mom does listen to podcasts. I was, afraid, I was like, right, mom is the one that listens to this. Oh, do you but, get but corrected she would, on it? But I'm saying, like, when parents go through shit, they often turn to their children to share things that in an ideal world, they wouldn't tell you. Yeah. You would tell someone older than you or your age yes. as a, yeah. That's how you learn about the, the birds and the bees. You. Let me tell you how sex worth. It's what your father hasn't done to me in yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Oh my but God. that's how cults work is they isolate you yeah. from everyone and they give justification for it. That everyone's going to hell. We were not allowed to talk to any other kids because that would corrupt you. Is your dad alive? Yeah. Is he, is he gay? No, now he's with a, a woman. Um, but And he doesn't deny it. That um, I just don't think he's that he used to be gay. He's like, oh yeah, being himself. I mean, he's maybe bi, but sure, he's um, or was just experimenting in college. But when I see him, like that's a gay guy. He's mm -hmm. like, he's uh, like if I ever wrote him in a show, people would just be like, oh, you're just ripping off Tobias from Arrested Development. Sure, it's just sure. that you get like Billy Eichner to play him, and they're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. it's that <laughs> same energy. It's that awkward energy. Um, you know, part of it is like he just wasn't around growing up, so I get why we're uncomfortable in front of each other. But yeah, he's always standing up and like massaging his hands, and like <laughs> <laughs> typical gay guy, always yeah, massaging the hands, always massaging his hands, long jorts, big old boots. Um, yeah, so he, yeah, so he was just like along for the ride, essentially, and uh, like he would get in trouble for not street preaching loud enough. He was oh. uncomfortable did your, yelling. Did your mom ever spank him? Yes. <laughs> that was the one time he got touched. No. No. After no, 14. they would fight a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was not... They didn't get... They weren't in love. They got pregnant. Mm. That I... So, in, according to her, he wanted to essentially, like, fuck the gay away. To be like, I feel this way, but if I just have sex, that might, I don't know, might cure it. And that one time he had sex, he got a girl pregnant. Uh, with a woman, so then they had to get married because they were very religious, and it was a very rushed, like shotgun wedding. Was she? Yeah. That was that she in the yeah. cult first? Yes, and then he was just religious in general. He yeah. grew up in a Christian household. Yeah, and then he and they was... were in a band together. They were in a Christian rock band in college, and she played drums and he played guitar. What was the name of the band? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, that would be great to know, but yeah, so they, they, that's how they met. And, uh, she was like this hot little piece in, in, uh, in high school. She was always running. She was a very in shape. Um, I think she was like homecoming queen, blonde hair, very charismatic as a person, very charismatic. Everything I know about dealing with people is, is directly from her natural grifter, 
could get anything she wants. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think she was able to talk my dad into this, and then he didn't really push back. I mean, he's just, he's a natural adult. grifter, but didn't recognize the con of the cult itself. Uh, I don't know. I think grifting. I mean, and because it, it gets complicated because you're talking about ideology. Mm-hmm. And versus, oh, um, let's scam the government to get more welfare. Yeah. Um, or, you know, let, let's just shoplift. Uh, in my head, those are two separate things. And a cult or MLM is a much more complicated, long scheme that's a little more diabolical than someone yeah. that's just, I don't know, pickpocketing people on the street, um, which we never did. It was just, yeah, it was like fudging paperwork for stuff because we were never in school. So we had to get paperwork to get the government off our backs. Um, yeah, so then we would just go out and yell at people on the street. Uh, sometimes they would yell back. Sometimes people would just ignore you. And then... And would you go home and be like, that was a good day. We, yeah. Someone didn't spit at us today. A lot of the stuff in the Bible backs it up as far as like, yeah, people will persecute you. Mm. And that's how you know you're on the mm. right path. But like, did they feel like good days and bad days? Because they all sound like bad days to me. I they remember all bad days. I would, whenever I talked to my mom, she's like, "Remember the good times?" It's like, "We well, yeah, that's not the issue. It was the awful days." That's what she's like. You guys only remember the bad days. Like, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, um, it is tough if you're going out there every day and never adding a new member to not yeah. feel like it's a failure. Right. <laughs> like you're like every day we're going out to recruit, to find people to believe in this. And every day you didn't do that. There's also no way to track it. Yeah. If anyone signed up, cause there's no compound. Oh yeah. There's yeah, no, yeah. like we're all going to go live with the branch Davidians. Yes. In Texas. It's just, everyone's at a bus. We're moving around. You're talking to these people. They're like, Oh cool. And they could be rolling their eyes when they turn or they could, I don't know, be members, but you could write them. Yeah. Sometimes they would, call the payphone this is very rare but there's no internet there's no way to be like right. oh our numbers are up right uh, yeah so very unofficial if you could really visualize it with twitter you'd be like okay this is not good <laughs> yeah yeah if you put that in perspective like when a brand reaches out and they're like you want to sponsor like, oh, oh no 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 you're not doing well or you get those spam you get messages. a bidet your cult's gonna sponsor a bidet. <laughs> you get those spam messages where it's like Dull, you you should have more followers you should have seventy nine thousand followers and they have four yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like but did this work for you yeah at least reach out from a bot account that you bought followers from you have no followers so then Um, you you go to this grocery store at what age at 16 so the whole time we were not allowed to work or or be involved in anything that was worldly because that would corrupt you so that's really what made us so poor is is never being in the workforce i think a lot of this would be solved if my mom just got a job at denny's how much just, moving around are you doing? Like, what states are you going through? Uh, Ohio, North Carolina, back to Ohio, Michigan, Florida, Alabama. And then the cult kind of fell apart at the same time that my parents' marriage fell apart. So they stopped traveling as much. Okay. Um, and then we just ran out of money. So my dad got a job in construction. This is when you're 16? Uh, no, no, no. This is, this is earlier, like during their divorce around, he was 11. Okay. Um, and then... Yeah, so then in the middle of the night, my mom moves us to uh, California and then calls my dad from a payphone and is like, hey, we're out of there. Um, Do you remember that moment? Did you know that you were that your dad was about to in for a nasty surprise? 
Uh, I was just like, she had shit talked him so much that there was no pushing back. I was just afraid. And I was like, yeah, well, I guess I'm going here. Um, you know, I didn't choose to be like, you know, it'd be great is California. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just knew that he was the enemy. He was the enemy. So, um, he also stopped paying child support. So that made things more difficult. Then we moved across the country, and he's like, I can't find you guys. <laughs> he was ordered to pay child support. It sounds like yeah. neither of them had much money to begin with. Exactly. So it wasn't much. I think it was $200 a month mm -hmm. for five kids. Uh, oh that's God. nothing. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, he never paid. So then we got on welfare, and then he said that he came to California to, like, he drove around. We weren't even in to Hollywood, but, oh, yeah, yeah, we were – in like Long Beach area, and he was just like driving around. Uh, said he's trying to find us, um, asking people, "Did a little kid tell you to go to hell today?" Yeah, <laughs> did something have you adorable spit at, have and you spit at this kid to today. To <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then I got a job at sixteen because our our cult leader came into town. Now we're living in the desert of California, and this is your great uncle. Yeah, uh huh. And essentially, completely gaslit my mom. And I was like, "What? What? What are you doing?" What do you do? You gotta get. You gotta get into the workforce. You gotta. You guys, you're. You how could you focus on God or anything if you're not? If you don't have money, you don't have jobs. So then we all got jobs, um, and then uh, so we essentially all got grocery store jobs. Probably worked at Lowe's, and I got a job at a grocery store that had a trash compactor, which was very important. Why? Very important. Oh, so my mom wouldn't pick the trash. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was, like, humiliating. I mean, she would already come in and buy a bunch of mustard and chicken. And because she would put that in a blender. She put a whole thing of mustard, a whole uh, what, a tube of mustard, uh -huh. and, and then just blend up uh, chicken breast, cook chicken breast, and then just drink that. Drink that? Yeah. Drink that. Drink mustard and chicken. Yes. Well, what's it, in mustard? Is that too much salt? Does mustard have salt in it? That doesn't sound like it's a healthy thing. It's got too much of something. It's got, yeah. it's got too much <laughs> mustard, I would say. It's not something that's happening. intake is through the roof. Yeah. I've seen a lot of weird workout meal prep things, but Wait, never. that was part of her workout thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think you should just have protein. Like, she doesn't eat for joy. Like, she would yeah. just always have, like, spinach and just be, oh, like, okay. I had to. If you had, If you had blended chicken breast with mustard, I'd have. I'd have a sip. Yeah, I'd have a sip. It doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Salty it depends smoothie. how much mustard. If yeah. we're talking like, <laughs> yeah, it would it would be like one of those fancy ice cream places where they have yeah. like olive oil flavor. Would it be hot or would it be I, cold? I think I, I, it's cold. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Really sick though. I think yeah, eating it with a spoon. That texture is like flesh. It's like a chicken salad. <laughs> yes. You'd be like, the closer oh, okay. we get to chicken salad, that's Not fine. Yeah, so fine. Yeah, because it is. It is like it's a paste. Like you're in the hospital. Um, and that grocery store, is that the, the big like change for you? I, part of it just could be age, be more sentient and yeah. puberty. your body hitting puberty and just the way you feel, like the way I felt about this girl's like my body's exploding with chemicals. Did they have a plan for procreation? I mean, obviously your mom found someone. Did they expect you eventually to? No, <laughs> no. It's just like you don't cause there's no one. Yeah, it's it's They're such like your a dick's fucked up anyway. Cult. Don't even bother. Yeah, there's no like who would we hook up with? The other families? That's odd. Yeah. Uh so no, there was never a talk about it. It was just like, well, God's gonna end the world anyway, so why would you even think about that? We always felt like God was gonna end the world in in that exaggerating like probably like oh like two or three months. 
really? it's gonna be Armageddon. Did you oh. ever did you ever pick a date? Like no. did they ever? No. Never those like those freak me thing, out. But like a- I said it once. I was going on a plane and there was some kind of cult where they had you know doomsday as bop up on their t shirt and something about it like, on the plane. Yeah, they were going on I the plane. Do that to yourself. You know it's not going to happen. Of course, yeah. but they always have an excuse. I forget who the famous. There was a couple like during when I was in high school, and yeah. they freaked me the fuck out. But I remember them getting on the plane, and I I had this like horrible fear that like because in a way I felt like well these people could be terrorists Manifest because they're destiny. they're crazy they're yeah and luckily the date wasn't that day no. I mean if if the day was that day That's of the bad. flight right and it was if the flight gets delayed because it's fucking day. Delta then yeah. they're like oh we got to get new shirts and everything <laughs> blame the uh, the lack of Armageddon on Delta. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I don't know why people would pick a date, but I guess that's just more eye-catching to do it just, instead of being vague. About In your head, were be. you justifying like, oh, I, oh, it's been three years since I thought it was going to be two months? Like, uh, It was evil to question that. You shouldn't yeah. question God's will because um, it means you're not a believer or whatever. So I was like, oh, fuck, uh, that's fine. You, you take your time, God. Uh, but it was like all the scary parts of Revelation um, happening. In, in real time. Like, oh, fuck. That is... What's that going to feel like? Yeah. Um, Did you have in your head, like, was like were you like, oh, it's going to feel good? I'm going to be sucked up into the sky? It's no, be it's fire. so scary. Have you read Revelation? No, I'm so happy. I'm Because so, I'm an existential kid yeah. to begin with. And I've talked to my friend. I, I talked to a friend where he told me every time he masturbated, he would he would start crying because he thought he was going to hell. And I'm like, man, if I Same, if yeah. I thought I was going to hell every time I masturbated, because that'd be the roughest kids, fucking high really school. Believe that, so, you know what I mean? Like you really believe it. You have to, and on some level, I was doing you know? sit ups, and it accidentally went off. Um, you know, it was like like uh, sit up bars mm-hmm. that you do. I don't think they make them anymore. But I was doing sit ups, and like my stomach hurt, uh, rock hard. And I just kept doing it. I was like, I don't understand this feeling. I haven't felt it. It was probably uh, 12. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was like, I was the, essentially the first orgasm. And then I found out what that was. And I was like, I got to do that again. But then was just overwhelmed with guilt. Would be in an absolute depression. But when it first happened, did you know like, oh, this is the sin thing? No. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of sex ed. Um, that first that I remember my first like very clearly, mm-hmm. very distinctly. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember thinking like, oh, I was late at night. I was alone in a room comforter. And I just remember thinking like, oh, if I just have a room and a comforter for whatever reason, that was like part of the thing mm-hmm. that I will be content <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life. Like there was something good very. Thing, it good was, thing it was e- an easy thing, like a comforter, not something <laughs> right, like a gun in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just need a gun in my mouth, loaded or unloaded. I don't want to know. It's part of it for me. Hitting my fillings, and I can't come. A knife to my wrist. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have any weird sex yeah. stuff because there's so many things where it could have taken a turn. Are you ever doing crunches and you're like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> rock hard abs, rock hard abs. Um, yeah, so it was a thing where I, I, the thing that, this almost sounds like a premise of a joke, but I, I do miss the orgasms from the guilt time mm, because sure. you're essentially edging yourself and I don't know, I don't come, it doesn't count. And then that felt so great in the moment because you're not jerking off every day. It's not like, like today where like, I gotta work it into my schedule. Yeah, I got a headache. Yeah, yeah, this will yeah, make yeah, it go yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like I, I, I want going on a date, so like I want later to be well. So yeah, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. Uh, do the pre-date yeah. jerk. So I do miss that. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah, but not the like four hours of spiraling guilt that would happen after. Oh god. Yeah, misery. Um. So so you you worked with this girl who was your age. Yeah. And was she was like the first? Was she your first friend outside of this thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it was mainly. It was like I think you're just horny because you're 16, 17. So you're like, anyone that's a girl person is the one for me. That's the one. But I think if I am looking back and I was just, she was just a really nice person. Uh, I was really intelligent. You still friends? Um, uh, no. No, not really. I mean, we're, we're still friendly. Yeah. But like Facebook friends are like, I might get a happy birthday every once in a while. But um yeah, it was just someone like hearing my own beliefs bounced off of a smart, intelligent, sweet person and just watching her eyes take that information in. Mm. But you think this horsemen that are going to come down, this going to be fire? But you were saying this to people all the time and getting that kind of reaction, I but imagine. I didn't care about those people. You didn't care about them. I cared about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really cared about her and I wanted to do things that made her feel good. I could, you know, get her her favorite candy or, or switch my shift so I could work with her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I cared about her and I cared the way that made her feel when I when I said these things. So that was the first time that I was like, oh, this just doesn't make sense with how I feel yeah. in my bones at the molecular level. This 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 is bullshit. It's we're beyond faith. It's it's a feeling. Um and then that was enough. And I yeah, I tried to tell her as much as I could that I was in love with her. Uh, I think I told her three times. She said no every time, uh, but was still like very flirty about it. Yeah. And I mean, part of the time is like she had a, a boyfriend. Mm. So it was that shitty guy. Sure. Right. Sure. Let me work with yeah. you. you sneaking around. Um, but she was like the shittiest guys that she was with. And then, um, yeah, we were really great friends. And uh, I think I did eventually, uh, we eventually did hook up. But I was so overwhelmed. Yes, I was so fucked up. I think I was with another girlfriend. And uh, uh, this girl, the one I was in love with, had, had come back into town. She just broke it up with her college boyfriend. And uh, we didn't do anything, but we went out, which is essentially kind of a date. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I still feel that way about her. And I don't feel that way about this other girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I told the girl that I was in love with. We should just call it A, B. We need a name. Um, so let's just call her John, John Marco. So great. great. <laughs> I didn't want to suggest it myself, yeah. but I appreciate you doing so it. So the girl I'm in love with is, is Jean Marco. And I tell her again that night that I'm in love with you and I want to be with you, even though I have a girlfriend. And she's like, well, well no, I don't think we could do that. We're past that. And I, I still told that other girl that we should stop seeing each other, even Russell. though I got to know. Yeah, that's called Russell. They told fucking Russell. I've never felt that way about you, Russell. Yeah, why did it was that? I was like, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think I should do this to you. I don't feel the this way about you that I feel about Jean Marco. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> um, and even though I already got a no, even though yeah. I already got a no, and I knew it wasn't gonna happen, I was just like, well, yeah, it's just not fair to do. What's the point? And I was like into like being sad about this oh yeah you yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah no one broken yeah, up yeah, yeah. you know yeah. so romantic and then uh she was like oh i thought about it like a day later and i didn't even tell her john marco said this yes yeah john marco this shifty bitch <laughs> uh, john marco is like uh, yeah thank you for talking to me um let's let's go out i was like yeah could i take you out on a date 
very forward. And uh, yeah, we went out on a date. And uh, we we started having sex. It was so in my head about this thing that you had had sex before. Is this first? I had, had sex. You've had before, sex. Yeah. yeah. And with Russell, you fucked Russell. With, yeah, I had a lot of sex with Russell. Very dangerous sex with Russell. It's the only kind he has. Yeah, it was great. It was great sex with Russell. But um, it was yeah. So I was already had sex. But then before. you're like, then it's this person. Pretty that you've confident, put up, which um, got me even more in my head of like, why the mm-hmm. fuck? And then. Oh, God, it's so weird. It could be remembering this because it sounds conveniently poetic, but the second that we started having sex, I, I, she was no longer this ideal thing that I built up in my head, this indie mm. movie girl, girl of my dreams. This was just a person. And that shook me so much. It's like, oh, it's just a, a person I liked. It wasn't even hot. And I couldn't get it up for the life of me. And this is someone I fantasized about. Uh, I, I gave her a hug on my birthday. I would be hard. Just goes like, touching you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was just, I couldn't get it up. And then we tried the next night and the same thing oh, happened. Brutal. And that's the worst one is going back in. I'm like, oh yeah, everyone has an off night. This doesn't happen a lot. Fuck man. I, and yeah, I, I, I had I had a similar. I just remember being at that age and getting in my head with with someone I was seeing, and I couldn't get up, and it was truly, yeah, it was a life altering. It was just so viscerally shameful, and understanding the pain that it could cause or how it could end the relationship. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, and it's so embarrassing. It doesn't. Yeah, what did, did she say? Like, was she like? She was like really sweet about it, but I mean that's almost worse. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, uh, yeah, we did like the half, uh, like, the shove, like, the shove, the shove it in. Shove. Yeah. Let's take the condom off. Maybe that'll help. Oh. Uh, that's, that's bad with your game planning. <laughs> also, I'm remembering like a lot of light in this room. It's very bright. <laughs> and this is like becoming a human being in front yeah. of me. I'm like, oh, we're all just skin sacks and she's so yeah. kind. And that's yeah. not the headspace you should be oh in. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Plus there's no way you can be like. Oh, this works all the time with Russell. Yeah. So, like, you're like, you know, like, you can't. Oh, yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't then bring that to the, you know. And it worked so well. It worked as a problem. Bad. Like, without it was getting in bad. the way of things. Like, I'm yeah. not getting shit done because it's all we're doing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's, that was the first time where, I yeah, I wish it could happen. But every other time, like, could you not right now? Could we not uh-huh. be horny in the middle of the day when you have things to do? Um. Yeah. So, I and I never, I didn't have the words yet or the intellect or the perspective to explain to her what that was. But I don't know if that makes it better. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. Mean, what, you were 18 at this point? Yeah. I just, at 18, being like, I think I've held you up on a pedestal my whole life. Yeah. And now yeah. you're, you're becoming yeah. a human yeah. being in front of me, just flesh and death. And Yeah. The only words I had then is like, <laughs> you have a lot more moles. <laughs> I remember. But I didn't say that. Oh but that's what I was God. thinking. <laughs> Had I known you had this many moles, that I would like, not have fantasized like about that you. Was like kept, it was like, wow, there's a lot uh, of moles. moles on you. I guess I had so never funny. seen you this nude. And it's just a lot. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just not like more moles thing. than I was, was imagining. Like, wow. <laughs> but oh that, but that was like solidified of like, oh, this is just a person and not this uh, ethereal <laughs> pixie. Because <laughs> pixies don't have a bunch of moles. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the only so, words you have yeah. at 18 are the yeah. shittiest a words. Of moles. A lot of moles. Russell had no moles. <laughs> Smooth. 
smooth. Smooth. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like, which one's the clit? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's brutal. Yeah. So did you ever have did you ever ever have sex with her, with Joe Mark? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it worked, how long were you trying? It was the two times. It was the two times, the two and times the second time you like you, you shoved launch. it in, shoved it in, and eventually it worked. But it's not, not good like for good. anyone. Yeah, we're all yeah. just like, oh, it's happy. That's happy. That's over. We yeah. did it. Yeah, that's not the feeling you want. Like overcomes. Yeah. And you just stop kind of <laughs> stop it. speaking after that. Yeah, she went back to school. She had to move out of that because um, they had already broken up. That boyfriend's place, in Texas, very complicated. Thing, but yeah, so there was never, I didn't have the words and we were so far apart. And then, uh, yeah, no, I, and I still haven't explained it to her. Um, well, she's probably listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I have the words yeah. and the moles are fine. It's Their not are bad. Fine. It's not bad. You should feel bad if you have moles. Yeah. It's just, it's human. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I feel like it's kind of really bad. The moles. No, 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 no. I think you explained it the, that you didn't have the right, you know, I think you explained yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's all good. Yeah. We're all good people here. <laughs> We're all good people. We don't judge we people. Love we have our weird thing. I have uh, a split dick, you know? Yeah. It's like a, a two-headed snake. So we all have our flaws. Yeah. And when did you learn to read? Still learning, honestly. Uh, I think 16, 17. I mean, well, were you, you reading the Bible? Were you reading the thing spanking your ass? Like you could spell John 316, right? Uh, no. No. I would just memorize stuff. And it's how I, I do stuff now. I'll hear something or I'll read out a script for myself and then I'll just memorize it. It makes you a better listener, but I, I don't know. They always try to sell you like, oh, dyslexic and dysgraphic people, you have an advantage. And it's like, well, no, you just have to work harder. And dysgraphic is what as opposed it's to dyslexia? It's the order of things. So if really? you were to tell me a phone number, I, I couldn't make the connection in my head to then write down that in, in, in order. Um, and the dyslexia is just the way you see a word versus how you are uh, computing the information and, and transmuting it into the mechanical method of, of writing. Um, and in dyslexia, you just see the whole word at once. You don't see it in, in, in reading order, chronological order, whatever you read right to left. Um, you, you, your brain just sees the word as a shape. So mm -hmm. you could see the word because, and it could be missing a C, and it would be hard to see that that word's misspelled. Mm. This is why I never go after people on Twitter. You uh -huh. know, he was misspelling zings. I'm yeah. just going to stay out of it. I mean, I will be honest. As someone who, spelling I was always decent at, when I see people misspell a lot, I, I absolutely judge it. I absolutely, yeah, in my head, idiot. there's a feeling of like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't go away. There's no, that you can't do the correcting thing because then you're an asshole. Yeah, no. It's of like, course. Well, so, you do, so you knew what I meant. Yeah. Uh, it's actually spelled the do, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Sure. So if you knew, then why, why correct it? You know yeah. there's no edit button. Uh, what am I supposed to do with that information? Besides feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is a judgment thing because I do it too. I'm like, mm. and I, I'm not even right. <laughs> it's, it's spelled right. <laughs> That's so funny. 99% of things you, you, you read. This fucking like, idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're reading Obama's misspelling oh, words. <laughs> okay, Obama. You're reading the dictionary like, who wrote this dictionary? Webster's a fucking idiot. Yeah. You dumb piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> How how torturous is it with all the acting you're doing now? I mean, like, is it is it? I guess I get rewarded for it. Like the, the only time I've ever booked something, like the last show I did, it's just on improv. It's like what I bring to it. But where that really comes from, it's Christian improv. It comes from a, just a defense <laughs> mechanism of oh, I don't have to memorize all the words if I can make something up. 
If I can get the general gist of it, it's going to be hard for me to pronounce every word because I can't cold read. I can't do that thing where you're in the room, yeah. I forgot the line, I go down. Um, and that'll happen to you sometimes in an audition where you will either forget or the casting director will be like, oh, you are not the love interest main guy. You need to come in as gay best friend. Like, Based on just what you gave us, yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah. Hi, my name is same. Moses. No, you know what? Gay yeah. best yeah. friend. Yeah, they really yeah, like put yeah, a stink yeah. on it. Gay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they're like, "Oh, just go outside here. Take five minutes and just come back in and read this." I'm like, "Oh no, I can't. I can't do that. Um, I'm gonna need more time." And I'm there, just now having the language and the confidence to say, "Like, I need more. No, yeah. I can't." First, there's that stumble. famous act. There's some famous actor. I forget what he would do. He would go in, he'd act like, oh, I was given the wrong sides. He was given a different character. And they go, okay, we'll, we'll take this outside and look over it. And he actually did get the right sides, but he would lie. And then he'd go out for five minutes, come back in, and nail the audition. And they'd be like, wow, that guy's incredible. Wait, what's the benefit of that? So, no, so he would lie. So, so he thought, would work they, on an audition. The bar. He would work on an audition for A. Then he'd come and he'd go, oh, I got the sides for B. And they go, okay, well, here's A's script. Go out, take they, a couple because minutes. Because he had set the bar so low. Like, and then well, they're, this guy, they're like, they're like, he just got it. You oh know? So shit! See, but one you hear stories like that, like in, in any I of those things, you're like, if that guy wasn't a famous person now that is doing well, it's a psycho. It's a psycho. It's a psycho. Yes. Like if I heard that Tiffany about Haddish random... leaving her phone behind yes. recording to hear the notes is psycho. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear. My favorite. There was a casting director documentary. And this is when I was just an actor, and every actor was like, this casting director documentary is so important. And I'm like, these casting directors don't care that you're kissing their ass on social media right oh, now. Oh, yeah, liking everything. Congrats on the new puppy. Yeah, <laughs> that's not going to book you on This Is Us. You're not going to get a co-starring on This Is Us. But there was this, this cast director was talking about some famous movie star, and they were like, oh, this was so cute. He dressed up like he was from UPS, and he dropped off a package, and it was his headshot and resume. And that's how he got his thing to us. And I'm like, I would be blacklisted. That's crazy. Holy so shit. So quickly. You I have never an off mic story about a comedian that tried a very bold oh. move and it did not work. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I'm very excited. Um, well, let's, let's go yes. to our next segment. Yeah. Uh, this has got to stop. This, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. We talk about something. That, that's like uh, a great jingle. That's great. Thank you. It so it was like made by, by Douglas like, oh. Goodhart. Oh, for, he didn't uh, meet Douglas. Oh, you didn't meet Douglas. No. He's a member he of the show last Saturday. Um, do you have a good the time with defunct UCB? Yeah. Um, um, was the show good? Do you have a good time? Oh, yeah. I had a great time. Yeah, he was great. It's so great to like, it's such a warm room. It feels that like space, Union Hall. That space is, is the space. It's great. I yeah. think that's really when UCB fell apart is, um, you know, not all the oh, <laughs> sexual predators. Yeah. It was really losing that space, that home base that was so cool and such a great room because it yeah. doesn't really work. It doesn't make sense with all those pillars. Yeah. Um, and I heard they're tearing it down. But I think they then I heard they're not anymore. Then I heard they're not anymore. Yeah, I think it's this folklore thing that it just it, it, it riles it the was, town up like an '80s movie. Yes. Like we need to save this with you the think, You think Amy Poehler spreading that rumor? She's going around. <laughs> yeah, like, I heard they're tearing the town. Shell Corp. It bought it. Yeah, <laughs> it's hers. Um, so do you have a thing? Uh, societal, personal, anything that's got to stop? I think personal, but I don't know if this affects everyone. But it's okay. Um, comedians posting clips of themselves bombing but i don't think they know that they're bombing let me delete something really quick <laughs> uh, yeah uh, it's yes it's happening now because uh we're no longer performing for what people like it's just performing for the algorithm and it rewards yeah, consistency yeah. it's just being there every day and i think in the quest for that people are just like well anything could be 
a clip. You just got to get one every day. Yes. So they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. And also you have to save stuff if people ever pay to come see you. So the good stuff is like, you yeah, know, yeah. to the show and you a burnable crowd work moment. But now it's gotten so bad. And I just mean like in the last two months. Because the money's there. They're paying for this. These algorithms are paying. I'm incentivized. I'm put, I'm like, I get scared where I'm like, was this crowd work good enough? Did I just want to clip? I'm trying yeah. to sell tickets. Right. It's hard. And it's just being there sometimes. And like, look at Brendan Schaub. He doesn't have a joke you could quote. Or, yeah. you know, his friends don't even be like, yeah, this guy's great. But he's just always around. He's always putting stuff out. I was just a helium. The big room was a UFC guy, too. These UFC guys are taking that, over. That's a thing now? Holy I don't know shit. what it, I don't know what it is the UFC. I mean, it's probably just Joe Rogan created it. Yeah, but there must be something about UFC. You, you need like an intense high, and they're only you know they're only wrestling for two minutes, so they need an intense high for a little amount of work, and that's stand up. And it is like a dog wearing clothes, where it's like, oh, it's cute because like a tough guy's doing this dorky thing. Yeah, like yeah, it has yeah. that novelty to it. Of yeah, a yeah. big strong guy. He's doing it. That's cute. I just remember yeah. people were ripping apart Brendan Schaub's new special. I just remember his, his first one, which was on Showtime. Yeah. Some joke would be like, to women, I'm well dressed, but to guys, I'm gay. <laughs> that was in the trailer. That, that was, was in the trailer. That was the trailer. That's like, tune in for more. <laughs> tune in for more. It's also the clothes jokes. Like, you put that on. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I know you think I dress like a like a, like a a substitute teacher <laughs> on diarrhea day. It's like, well, you put that diarrhea dress on, you idiot. <laughs> Don't wear that, you idiot. <laughs> That's what people have people have versions of this where they go, uh, my landlord came up to me and he was like, hey, what are you doing, buddy? I don't know why I made him sound like a Brooklyn uh, gangster. And I'm like, yeah, you did because you, you did. fucking did it. Yeah. You just did it. You and just you did, did it a it. thousand times like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. No. It's hard not to get taken out when you when you notice that kind of thing. You're like, wow. Yeah. Like, and I, I we all have versions of like acting sure. things. Yeah. But like when the acting, when you rush through it or you don't act it well, you feel it. You feel it real tough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's a moment. Like, people are uncomfortable doing act out, so it's a way to qualify it. I'm like, I know that sucked. That sounded yeah, like yeah, wasn't yeah. super talented. Dan Perlman had a bit where it's like, he's like, where are you from? New York. <laughs> you hear how he said New York? Like, I'm from New York, buddy. And he yeah. just said New York. Oh, that's <laughs> like the a regular best human one. Being. It's just you, any city. And then someone just goes, uh, of course you are. <laughs> oh, Reading, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I knew it, and it always gets a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and unironically, they're just like anyone in that town is like he, he, is, he is from that part of yeah. town that we know. Um, but I, I just think it's it's actively hurting them. I think we're always very competitive with each other, and it's like oh, I hope who what does this person have I don't have. I I'm genuinely coming at this with like this is bad for you. You shouldn't do it. Whatever money you're getting from Instagram and their incentive for reels, yeah. Um, it's, it's, you are putting bad stuff out there. I mean, I think, I remember in the beginning, first year in, I put some stuff out because you get like, you get a medium laugh. And in that time you're like, whoa, that was amazing. The yeah. world needs to see this. And I'm thankful. I, I like, it wasn't like this back then. Cause if it had been this, this rewarded followers, Bah, yeah. bah, bah. Like it would have been hard to stop. And I, you know, I lean towards posting as it is, but at least I have a couple years. No, yours to is like have I've a never bar. seen this from you. I mean, I, I, it's from other people. It's the most low res clip. Yeah, imaginable. yeah. So it doesn't even look good. I get yeah. it. It's like, oh, I thought this looked good. Um, and it's, 
I, this is why I think it might be too inside because I think mo- some people just don't know what a laugh is and what like a short. <laughs> I recognize that you're talking and I'm at a live show yeah. and I'm in the room. And that's what the laugh is. I, that's what I'm hearing from people. It's like a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> labored. Huh, I wish I could go I, back to I the times that like I thought I crushed and listen back now, like first year in, and be yeah. like, oh, I, I did yeah. okay. Yeah, and my bombs hard. when I was like, that didn't go great. I'm sure it was like silence. Yeah, I also feel like <laughs> yeah. there's a couple of yeah, times. There's a couple laughs in there. It was that. Yeah, I've noticed a couple of times lately too. People, comedians have shared. Like an audience member some uh, filmed something and then they shared it. And I'm like, why would you, A of all, why did that audience member film that part? It's uh-huh. like in the middle of a thing. You're not hearing a laughter. You're, and I get that you just want to share that there was people there watching you. Oh, yeah. But like there's no con, like it has audio, but it's not, you're yeah. not hearing a full joke. You're not hearing laughter. So you're like, that does nothing for you. You know, Always like, when people post clips, first of all, you're like, why were they filming? But then second, you watch and you're like, please get to the punchline, please get to the, and then it cuts off right before the punchline. You're yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, or you push like the resume watching and it's not worth it. That's the worst because yeah. it goes to a new page now. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Fuck but it's you also tough. To we're, it. we're also like, I don't know about you, but I follow so many comedians. I know that my feed is unnaturally. Yes, yes yeah. Just yeah. like. This I'll is why s- I think it might be too inside because I think yeah, most yeah. people don't know the difference between laughter and to them it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I did that in my kitchen, I'd be killing for my family because it's two people. Yeah. Um, and our feeds are just comedians. Now, the plus side of that is like it's made me less precious. That's what was helpful Absolutely. with doing improv. It's True. like, you know. You don't have to be, you don't have to be putting out the best thing. So stop judging yourself. If yeah. this dog shit clip <laughs> is online, and I, it, it's taught me that people will put crying, laughing face emojis under anything. Anything. The bar is so low for that. Yeah. It'll be like, haha, best thing I've ever seen. I'm screaming, and it's someone just being like, uh, yeah, you had licorice. Okay, uh, someone's not getting laid. <laughs> Eat licorice in the front row. <laughs> So I think that's maybe the one plus side that I'm trying to take from it. Um, yeah, but, I agree. But but, but when you lose preciousness, now. when you lose preciousness, I do think people get tired. I I, I think there's like a a greater the health of stand up comedy as an art form where I think people see enough mediocrity and they go, I don't really like stand up, and yeah. then they stop participating in in the art form. If your definition of stand up is just what's on Instagram, which again, self admittedly, we're putting up the worst stuff so we can save the best stuff. If you ever buy a ticket. Um, yeah, you don't yeah. like stand up. Yeah, you don't like it. I, I mean, I'll put clips up from the special. I have to sure. to promote it, and it's like, oh, it's something I'm actually proud of and worked on. Um, I'm less precious about burning stuff only because, you know, if I have a show, two people there saw that one joke. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a fraction. Doesn't it feel like everyone has seen it though? There can be that feeling now and then, but like it really, I don't feel it in the room. I don't feel a muted laughter because of it. Someone who works with Trevor Noah said his rule was just like it's Netflix, Burns, or when people start knowing you from the joke. Like you didn't feel like in your Tonight Show thing that like you had a special on HBO Max and it didn't like burn it for that room popping. You know, there's so many people in the world who haven't seen any of us right there's so many people who don't know who any of us i think i was just so heartbroken not even not even russell smooth skin and no moles (laughs) i think nobody uh i well i was so heartbroken when i found out how stand-up worked as a kid i watched last comic standing 
And it was like Todd Glass was the only one doing new stuff. And it was like that fan kept doing the same stuff. And all of them are doing it. It was heartbroken. That fan's an incredible story where he won last comic standing and comics were very mad because he was like, no. Mm-hmm. And he the reward was he headlined around the country and he didn't have an hour, which the idea of winning last comic standing without being able to cobble together an hour yeah. or crowd work an hour with what material you have is pretty wild. Yeah. It was just that one thing. It was just his mom. And then a couple like, jokes about being Asian. You, you like do his mom's minutes. accent all the time. Stop. Yeah, you were doing that before we <laughs> jumped on the mic. Oh, God. Um, um, yeah, but it's I think the plus, plus side is like be less precious, put more stuff up. You're doing yeah, a lot yeah. better than this yeah. shit. But um, uh, you, it's getting to an egregious point where they're hurting themselves, where it's like you're just in the eyes of your audience. You are not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to our last segment. You better count your blessings. You better count your blessing. We say one nice thing, one thing we are grateful for. Russell, do you have a blessing? Yes. Uh, so the other day I was walking, I was leaving my apartment and I was walking to the train, long train ride and I ran into acquaintance and I had this panic of like we're both going on this long train ride. I don't really want to like sit oh, stand. Yeah. I don't want to be like talk to him. And God bless him. He said, "You know, I'm going to get a coffee before I catch the train." And it, I was both our. Uh, then I was like, and in my head, I was like, and I'm not going to sit where I would normally sit. I'm going to walk further down, farther from the thing. This is our way of saying we don't ha- we don't have to talk on the on the on the on the long train ride into down into Manhattan. It was great. So uh, I was I'm thankful for him for being like um, I'm going to get coffee and giving me permission to be like, oh good yeah I don't have to be worried about this because um, I I really didn't want to talk to him the whole time you know. And he didn't want to talk to me. feel a little slighted. I wish me. I would have done that move first. Yes. If that happened to me, I'd be like, oh, I wish I was the one. I wish I, I thought of it. I, I wish I had thought of it. But um, but I I I I felt like I was putting out an energy of like, I was nervous how it was coming because I was like, I really it really like one of the things where you're not expecting it and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like you I really want to. I really want to listen to music and I don't want to like. But I felt rude, you know. We, and we talked, and already the conversation was feeling. Labored on yeah. the way to the train, so I was like, <laughs> "Oh, so, you're already walking." Was it just on? Oh the no, like no, I ran into him like on the street. And, you're running and, out. Oh, of no, things. that would be really shitty if he was like, "I'm gonna go up back." I'm gonna. Like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought he was doing. That's why I was like, "You're not I'm mad." Gonna go, that he's like, "I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go re- get a coffee." I'm gonna repay Psycho. M- money. For, <laughs> I really don't want to talk to you. No, it was on the street. He's an unlimited card. Yeah, he's yeah, just gonna yeah. wait the 15 minutes. So thankful for him. That, that's a good blessing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to thank uh, uh, my accountant and friend who I met on Birthright, Josh. Oh, fuck. I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal this. Well, then don't say it. Josh. Josh. Uh, just, why would just they need call her, Just call your accountant, John Marco. Yeah. Joe Marco. Yeah. Joe Marco. <laughs> Joe Marco. Uh, uh, we are, we're making uh, an LLC finally doing this thing. So I can start getting all, all my payments and whatnot in order. It's chaos. I met him on Birthright, which once at a storytelling show, I was not. They said, can you take out that part about meeting your accountant on Birthright? That feels really stereotypical. And I oh, said, yeah, well, that's that, like the- that is the truth, though. Yeah. So is the, am I allowed to say the truth? And uh, they said, no. Um, this was the same show where they said uh, me kissing my dad was like it felt too incestuous, the joke. Is this yeah. like it's like no, it was something in Boston, but very moth esque, and it wasn't comedy specific. But I was telling comedy story, and I have a joke about kissing my dad as Italians, and they were yeah. like, "It feels," and it's like my go to if I need a pop, 
And they were like, this feels like you're making like an incest joke. And I wrote like, back I this like, an I wrote back this like, this is my people and my culture. And my, I like wrote like one of my, the only times I will ever get a chance to be like, how dare you make my culture yeah. feel like a dirty thing yeah. that you would it, toxic masculinity, let men kiss. Um, and uh, so my, my accountant, yeah. very good has, I hope it's going to pay off for him down the line, but he has stuck through some very busy years with no money. Yeah. And what's his what's his uh, nationality again? He is a a Jew. A Jew. A Jew. I'm just picturing uh, J.K. Rowling's very offensive depiction mm-hmm. of like they work in the bank. <laughs> I think that's what the moth-esque people were picturing yeah. that you yes. are you yeah. are doing. Hey, count the taxes. Oh no, that's what he said. Made his voice like we gotta get in your. That I can't even do yeah. the voice. I, I don't know why I saw like Marty McFly on helium on diarrhea day. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, what is diarrhea day? <laughs> you psycho! You find out that English is his eighth language, and he just knows like diarrhea day. And he's worked on it so much that oh he doesn't have an accent when he says diarrhea day. <laughs> um, uh, so, yes, that I'm thankful for him. Do you have a blessing? Uh, I'm very grateful for this time that I have to be out here because I think I wouldn't come out here unless I had to. New York. But that could be like too vague. That sounds like white girl. Like, you know, I'm just here to experience New York. But um, I, I am very grateful. I really love it here. And I love that you can do shows. Um, anything else just sounds like, like I, I got money. Um, I have a, uh, an e-bike that has changed how I get around the city. It's like, and now I can actually do six shows a night. Nice. Um, that's a super 73 that's all souped up. Um, very dangerous, very mm. dangerous, but it you is it up? so fun. Places. Yeah. And you're yeah, I padded up, but I, I rode bikes for a while, so I know what I'm doing, but Still, it's it's New York. It's, I can't uh, imagine premium rush. You know, yeah. If I ran your TV show, I'd say get off the fucking bike. Oh yeah, they are they are not happy about it. They uh, they in those in certain terms, like oh please don't do that. We have a vested interest in your life and your I head know, not like, being scratched up. Hugh Jackman hosted the Tony Awards one year and he didn't dance, and like it came out that it was because the X Men people were like, you cannot dance. dance. Because we don't want you to get like, oh, oh shit. But weird. I could see Hugh like someone who can't like, he can't just kind of do a little dance. He's, he's like, do a he's big like, dance. I gotta, yeah, go he's gotta go all the way. Oh yeah, but I've gotten hurt on stage many times. Sure, yeah. I, yeah. I every, your, your pictures. I'm always like, how do you get on the table? Right. Um, and I'm always sometimes impressed. it's like a restaurant table that's always wobbly that doesn't work. I always have because I'm just a very envious person. I always see your pictures from shows and I think to myself, I'm like. <sighs> I stayed on the stage the whole time tonight. <laughs> Most yeah. was on the table. He was wrapped in the curtain. He did a flip. <laughs> and I just, I stayed on the stage like a fucking loser. loser. Yeah. Oh, wow. So original. Uh, in yeah. lieu of material, I'm on the table. Boy shouldn't be on table. Boy goes on stage. That's funny because boy on table. <laughs> He's by a curtain peekaboo. But I, I truly, <laughs> I truly have that thought sometimes where I'm just like, God, I suck. I don't know how to, I'm not an artist. Yeah. I like it because you could just do anything in the room and it is fun for them. And I'm very aware that it's stand up is becoming more visual. Now, is that one of you on the beach with all the lights? Yeah. And I remember I was like, I remember those lights. I just thought those are lights and they're there to light me. Oh, a real artist would be like, those are lights. They're there to light me up, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Well, that was a good, uh, a good blessing. The good episode. 
Uh, this is coming out May 31st. Do you have anything to plug? Yeah, Uncle Function, June 13th, uh, Asylum NYC, 7.30 p.m. Moses, do you have anything to plug after May 31st? Oh, I don't know. I keep having to bail on shows because uh, the schedule's all over the place. That's hard. That's hard. Um, Are you looking for your phone? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I have to cancel my North Carolina dates. <laughs> you can't just um, go cancel right now. Cancel, cancel. That's 27th. Doesn't matter. Um... Um, if you, I'm in Burlington, Vermont, mm. um, on June 24th and 25th at unnamed comedy club. I think it's just Vermont comedy club. Vermont you know? comedy club. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think that's the only one that I could actually confirm. Right the reason now. I know that is because I recently emailed my agent. Hey, did we ever hear back from Vermont Comedy <laughs> they Club? They just offered it to me. They are, we are wide open for you. That's always the worst. That's literally the only reason I know that name. That is how like three days Taylor ago. Tomlin said, I'm like, I, yeah, was Comedy on State? Like, and then she was just like riffing. I was just like talking backstage. She's like, yeah, they just reached out. I was like, oh, so they did have that weekend. <laughs> yeah. They just wanted tickets sold. What kind of business is this? <laughs> um, so uh, I'm doing a little West Coast run. I'm going to be headlining the Bray Improv June 5th. Um, I will be in San Diego June 9th through 11th. Uh, Cobb's Comedy Club June 12th. Sacramento Punchline June 15th. And then Seattle June 16th. So come on out. If you have friends there, let them know. And then, of course, we have our live episode on... Uh, it's in a while. Long time from now. Oh, you're right. I guess mind. there's no point in even promoting it. Yeah. The silver lining is going to be August. Oh, fuck. August 14th. We have our live podcast at Sesh Comedy Club. Tickets are available now. 6 p.m. August 14th live podcast. And then the sister show, The Silver Lining, uh, 8 p.m. August 14th as well. Go to my profile. Go to Beacon. Download these tickets. Tell your friends about everything. Um... And let's see, some some sad way to end this. Uh, Trash White is now on HBO Max. Yes. And Special. after all, all this religion, what are, your, what are your feelings about God at this point? Oh, so confused and envious of anyone that has anything that they believe in, even people that the power of now works for them and New Earth. I'm envious of those people. I wish I had something and but I wasn't But deep in your so heart, jaded. what do you think? Uh, There's just absolutely nothing. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside